Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, depending on the time you're listening to us. This is Every Day is a Story with Anita. And this, after so long a break, is the continuation of our leadership lessons from the Bible. The very first leadership lesson we took was from um, David in comparison to Saul. So we did a comparative analysis of the leadership style and um, the successes and failures of David and Saul. So in today's episode, we are definitely going to focus on a different but interesting, a very interesting character in the Bible. And I don't know if you're guessing with me, but you probably would have guessed right if you said that our next leader in focus will be Joshua. Now, Joshua, the son of Nun, is not a stranger. It's not a strange name to any of us listening. I really believe so, especially if we are Bible students. Students, rather. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, an, uh, an interesting fact about Joshua was the fact that his name originally is Hoshea. Hoshea, the son of Nun. So, in Numbers chapter. 13 we see there that Moses was actually the person who changed his name from Hoshea to Joshua so somehow even from Exodus when we are first introduced to Joshua we are introduced to him oh yeah his name was written there as Joshua and not as Hoshea right so Joshua the son of Nun is our next focus on leadership and I'm going to start by taking us through the different phases or the different places in scripture where Joshua was mentioned the things he was doing and the lessons we could learn from him now from Exodus chapter 17 verse 8 that was just shortly after the Israelites came out of Egypt. Now, on their way through to the wilderness, um, no, not through the wilderness yet, on their way, on their path where God was taking them through, under the leadership of Moses, they were attacked by the Amalekites. So in Exodus 17 verse 8, we are told that as soon as that attack came, Moses directed Joshua to go and fight these people. So Joshua went all out fighting the the army of the Amalekites. And of course, that's where we were told that Moses went up a hill and he lifted up his hands. And as far as his hands were lifted up, Joshua was winning in the battle. But when his hands get tired and he brings it down, Joshua begins to lose. But we we, we also were told that at a point, um, Aaron and Hur came and stood at both side of Moses and lifted up his hands and his hands stayed so and Joshua won the battle now after he won the battle the Lord instructed Moses to write something as a permanent reminder on a scroll and read it aloud to Joshua note that the Lord did not tell him to read it aloud to Israel he did not tell Moses to read it aloud to Aaron or her he told him to read it aloud to Joshua and it says I will erase the memory of Allah Amalek from under heaven now the first lesson we're going to learn uh, the first lesson to learn from Joshua the leader was that first and foremost Joshua was an ardent follower he was a mentee to Moses he was courageous and he was obedient on the instance of Moses uh, instruction to go and fight the Amalekites 
Joshua rose and went and fought them and won the victory. So one of the great things we're going to learn and we have to uh, keep up uh, and keep in our hearts as leaders is that we have to be great and ardent followers first before we are great leaders, right? So the next time we're introduced to Joshua is in Exodus 24. And in verse 12, we are told that God had called up Moses to come up to the mountain to receive the tablets of stone that was going to carry the commandments of the Lord to his people. There, we are told that Moses took Joshua along with him. Now, one of the greatest lessons for me there is that Joshua was a trusted assistant. He was also an available one that Moses felt confident in bringing him along for such an important assignment of the mountain. So the question for me as I I, um, actually meditated on Joshua is that am I a follower? whose leader can be confident in my presence during crucial assignments or am I that follower that is unstable my mouth runs and my my leader cannot find it easy to bring me into confidence to whatever task God may call him into now please mark those lessons we are taken from Joshua the next lesson and the next mention of Joshua is in Exodus 32 verse 17 And that was when Moses was descending from that mountain. Now, remember, Moses stayed very long on top of that mountain. One of the key things to to note there is that Joshua stayed up with him. Because in in Exodus 32, 17, we are told that as Moses and Joshua were descending from the mountain, Joshua heard sounds coming from the camp and he thought it was the sound of war. But of course, Moses, who had already had a conversation with God and whom God had already told what was happening in the camp, told him that it was not war. But what's the great lesson we we are supposed to take from there? Joshua was present with his leader for the long haul. Now, on the ground, the people felt that Moses had taken so long. Mind you, these people were on the ground in their tents, eating and drinking, whining and dining, you know, waiting for Moses to come back from the mountain. But they got tired of waiting. But what about Joshua? Joshua was up with him for those length of days and he wasn't tired. He stayed up with him. So the question there is, how long is too long for your followership? How long is too long for your followership? Do you chicken out or give up when it seems too tough? Joshua stayed up with Moses for those length of days. He did not chicken out. That's a great lesson to learn. If you're going to be a great leader, we have to learn to stay with God or with the person God has brought us on that to learn. Now, the next mention of Joshua is in Exodus 33, 11, where we are told that Moses goes into the tent of meeting and the Lord speaks to Moses face to face as one would speak to his friend. Now, anytime Moses is done with that conversation with God, Moses leaves the tent of meeting. He will return to the camp. But we are told there that Moses, the son of Nun, who was his assistant, will remain behind in the tent of meeting. Oh, if that doesn't show you deep longing for more or discipline to stay with God or a deep longing for God's presence and a face-to-face experience as well, I don't know what you would get from that. So the question is, do I scratch the surface and I'm satisfied or do I take initiative for myself to stay with God even when my leader stops or even when my leader is up and about? You know, one of the temptations of our generation is that we look at leaders, church leaders whom God is using powerfully 
and we just think that, ah, let me do like this person. So take for instance, you see Pastor Paul in Nengchef. Let's say you see him that on Thursday he's in England, on Friday he's in uh, 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 he's in Portsmouth, on Saturday he's in uh, Portacord, then on Sunday you see him preaching in church. And then you, who probably is not even learning under anybody, now decides that you're going to be receiving campus engagements week in, week out. Forgetting that there is a place of staying with God, forgetting that there's a place of deep longing with God. Mind you, we are still looking at Joshua and his journey so far. Now, this is one of the parts that hits me and beats me the most. Joshua was answerable to Moses. And of course, Moses was a very, very great leader, a deeply spiritual leader that never said anything out of his own will. Every of such Moses' conversation with his people was, and Moses said, Thus says the Lord. Thus says the Lord is a consistent way uh, uh, Moses communicated the mind of God to God's people. So if I have such leader who has so much deep communion with God, who am I not to channel my life or pattern my life after him? Yet we see that Joshua would stay back in the tent of meeting. And of course, he's not just staying back to be arranging things only, you know, but definitely he was staying to soak in God's presence, to take in the aura of God's presence after Moses has left. Now, do you just scratch the surface surface, and you're satisfied? Next mention we have of Joshua was that in Numbers 11 verse 28, we're told that Joshua had been Moses' assistant since his youth. He did not get fed up or formulate a thought says the Lord word to leave Moses and start out his own leadership. No, he stayed. In fact, he seemed content serving Moses. At this point, even in Numbers 28, at this point, Moses had been leading the people for quite a long time, more than 40 years. More than 40 years. Moses had been leading the people. Okay, no, not up to 40 years at that point. I beg your pardon. But he has been leading the people for a long time. So at this point, you know, look as though Joshua was going to serve Moses forever. Yet he stayed on. He was still serving him. He stayed on, you know. And then, is it in Numbers 13 and 14, where we are told that Moses lined up 12 men and told them to go and spy the land of Jericho. And when they went to spy out the land, they came back. Twelve people went out to spy. Only two. And out of those two, Joshua is one of them. Only two of them gave a positive perspective, a faith-filled rather, not a positive, a faith-filled perspective to the whole thing. Yes, there were giants. Yes, it seemed like a difficult task. But Joshua and Caleb encouraged the people to take faith in God and have faith in God's power to defeat this giant now what lesson do we get from joshua there the question is what is your perspective in difficult times do you see god or do you see the difficulty you know joshua's lenses were perfectly adjusted because in following moses he has also experienced god so much that he knew that nothing is impossible with god as such he could charge the men alongside caleb to rise in faith and fight the canaanites now remember that fas- that uh, um, reference of exodus 33 11 where when Moses leaves the tent of meeting, Joshua stays back. He has definitely experienced God for himself. And he had definitely knew. So as a leader, you don't stand or you don't grow root on the experiences of someone 
else other than yours. Even if you have a great mentor, you don't form an, an, an your idea of God. You cannot have an accurate experience of God based on other people's experiences. It has to be based on yours. There are a lot of things about Joshua and I really would beg that you listen to the very end. Now, in in Numbers 14.30, we're also shown there that Joshua and Caleb, because of their uh, perspective, because of their faith in God, they were the only two persons alive who came out of Egypt, aside Moses, that the Lord promised at that instance that will enter the promised land alive. For rebelling, all of Israel would drop dead in the wilderness, including the other ten that brought a report that sprang of fear in the heart of God's people. Now, for their faith, for their work with God, for their belief in God to save, they were going to enter the promised land. So as a leader or as an upcoming leader, how strong is your faith in God? What's the testimony you have it in God or of God? What, what, what do you have it? Is your testimony of God the same as that of your uh, pastor, mentor, man of God? Or have you formed one for yourself by virtue of constant stay with God and deep communion with God? We are also told now, next mention of um, Joshua in Deuteronomy chapter 34, verse 9, we are told there that Moses laid his hands on Joshua as such he Joshua was full of the spirit of wisdom and because of that the children of Israel obeyed him Joshua paid his dues Joshua paid his dues he paid and he did not pay his dues by headlessly following his master Moses master in quotes now he did not pay it by headlessly following him he paid it by also looking at him and carving the way for his own self forming a belief enjoying and finding God for his own self and we are told in Joshua chapter 1 that when Joshua stepped into Moses shoe he stepped into it with the same promises God gave Moses because God called him there that I am going to I'm going to deal with you according to the same promises I had with I gave Moses that anywhere your feet I'm going to give it unto you. So what's the lesson that we can learn from Moses, uh, from, from Joshua? Faithfulness begets responsibility or a higher calling. Or let's even just say faithfulness begets a higher calling. Faithfully did Joshua serve. He served Moses till his death. And at his death, he was fine worthy to fit into Moses' shoe. Joshua was charged by the Lord to be strong and courageous in Joshua 1.8. And as a leader in Joshua 1.10, we also see that Joshua hit the ground running because immediately after, <clears throat> excuse me, immediately after God gave him the assurance he did, Joshua sent for the officers, he gathered them and told them to get the people ready because in three days time they are going to cross the river Jordan. And they did cross the river Jordan. And Joshua again in verse 2 quickly sent spies to check out Jericho. And when he sent them all the instructions that God gave him to do, Joshua did. Now the summary of Joshua's leadership is that Joshua was a man totally obedient to God and also to authority. Joshua was not mindlessly obedient. He was obedient first to God and he had great reverence for God. And also authority. Joshua was also a man who had deep faith in God. And finally, Joshua was a man who depended so much on God. So if you're going to be a great leader, 
and if you want to if um joshua the leader um strikes you and challenges you you can thrive on these three things as we have seen from the life of joshua obedience to god and to authority faith in God and also dependence solely on God. This is Every Day is a Story with Anita. I really hope that this lengthy but deep and deep, deep, thorough lessons from Joshua's life challenges you to be a better leader. Because indeed, guess what? Nigeria awaits you. Nigeria awaits you to rise and be a great leader of your kind in your own class. But learn and be the better for it. Ta-da!